Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another edition of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. This is your host, Anthony Marino. Happy to be here with you. Another special guest joining the show for us this week, my my old friend Ryan Talbot from NewYorkUpstate.com. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me on. Always great to reconnect with you. For, for those of you that may have been following us for some time, Ryan and I did a video podcast for BillsMafia.com back before podcasting was even much of a thing. And uh, we used to joke we'd have all these technical difficulties and glitches that we would go through, but we'd always manage to, to put it out sometimes, even if we had to record a show immediately after we had just not recorded it, unfortunately. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, a lot of uh, late night glitches on these computers <laughs> when we... You'd be traveling a lot, if I remember correctly, and having to get settled in, and it, it's tough, you know, juggling things just in general, too, life, kids, everything else, but it, it was definitely always a good time. Well, it's fun to, to look back at those and think of the, the great conversations we had, and, and obviously, it's great to follow your work right now for NewYorkUpstate.com, is, is really, your career continues to grow following the Buffalo Bills and covering them for all of the, the fans that are out there. What has that experience in itself been like for you, almost you know, making that transition to, to covering the team that you know and love? Yeah, you know, it, it's been an interesting journey um, just because you, you, you kind of start out and uh, I started at a very little site, Queen City Sports under Mike Straw, and then progressively, you know, the, the, the sites that I worked with and, and the jobs started taking on more and more responsibilities. Obviously, I ended up with uh, BillsMafia.com for a little bit. There is the editor-in-chief. That's where you and I got to connect. And from there, I ended up landing uh, with Scout and eventually New York Upstate. And uh, it, it's been an awesome journey. You know, I've been very lucky to work with some great people at New York Upstate. Uh, you know, in terms of, of the writing itself and the storytelling, Matthew Fairborn and now Matthew Perino, both great writers, both great guys. Uh, behind the scenes, there are a lot of great guys that I've been able to work with uh, that, that give me a lot of leeway in terms of what I want to write about and what to do and things of that nature. So uh, I, I've been very lucky uh, to work where I where I am now and to be here for a few years uh, and it's it's been quite the journey. It's been quite exciting, too, just because I, I never probably would have imagined it, it going this far when I first started. And, and the fact that I get to cover a team, uh, you know, I grew up a, in western New York, so I, I've been watching this team my entire life. So it, it's quite the blessing. Well, it's fantastic, and it's such a benefit for Buffalo Bills fans across the country to be able to follow your work. And as you said, working with Matt Perino and beforehand with Matthew Fairburn, uh, that entire team at NewYorkUpstate.com, again, just does a great job in getting that 
information to the fans right away, whether it's training camp, the regular season, and we just appreciate that everything you guys bring to the table. Um, love having you on the show this week. Want to catch up with you on training camp. I think there's plenty of things for us to discuss as we're getting into the you know the preseason schedule coming in the upcoming days. Um, Ryan, I think I'm contractually obligated to get your thoughts on Josh Allen, the second-year quarterback for the Bills. Why don't you kind of talk to me about your impression so far of him throughout the first two weeks of training camp and really as you look at his expectations heading into this season? Yeah, you know, it's been up and down at training camp, and that's to be expected. There's a lot of new people on offense, and as of late, unfortunately, there's been a lot of injuries to his offensive line. So uh, as the protection around him has, has gotten a little bit worse, you've seen some more of those uh, throws that he probably shouldn't be making, some pressures that is causing him maybe to uh, make some errant throws here and there. But uh, I've seen a lot of good from Josh Allen as well so far at training camp. You know, I was there uh, a week ago, actually, and I was impressed with uh, seeing him working through his progressions a little bit. Obviously, I saw that the Bills were really drilling on him, that he should take these the short passes when available to a guy like Cole Beasley, maybe to a uh, running back coming out of the backfield. Uh, maybe it's Zay Jones, a tight end that's that's running that short intermediate route, whatever the case may be. They're really trying to drill into him that, listen, if, if it's second and 15, second and 20, maybe because of a penalty, you don't have to get all 20 of those yards back in one play. Get yourself in a situation where you can get a good chunk of them in one down and, and put the offense in a better situation. And you're seeing him uh, make those decisions, and, and, and that's encouraging because – uh, a year ago, he's a rookie. He's you know fresh out of college. Probably wasn't. Uh, probably was thrown into the fire a little bit earlier than the Bills wanted to get him in there. He he would try to pick up those big chunks of play uh, of yards in one play, and sometimes that led to interceptions, to mistakes, things that didn't have to happen. So I I have seen some growth from him. Obviously, um, not just on the field but off the field as well. He has really commanded that leadership role for the offense. So. Uh, the, the Bills will go as far as Allen takes them here in year two, but I, I've seen some promising signs out of him. Ryan, it's interesting, right, because I think we can look back at Josh Allen, and I am very guilty of needing to pump the brakes every once in a while, right, when you get excited about the, the possibilities or the flashes that he will show. But I think for myself and a lot of Bills fans, we have to remind ourselves, you know, he came out of Wyoming you knew he was going to be a project, right? Many ways looked at it and said, if he doesn't have to play during the 2018 season, that is probably okay for this to be just a learning year. He's not like a Sam Darnold playing at USC and against Pac-12 competition or Baker Mayfield playing at University of Oklahoma and obviously playing some of the top teams in the country. All of a sudden, then he's thrust into action at halftime during week one where I'm going with this is I think, again, we want to see him become the franchise quarterback. He's doing all of those things, interacting with the fans, interacting with his teammates, becoming the face of the franchise. But I think when we talk about our expectations for this year, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves, can we? Well, no. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone should be sitting there thinking this guy should be in the running for MVP or anything like that. But you want to see him take that a logical jump. So he, he was at about a little over 2,000 passing yards last year. Um, mind you, not over the not over a full 16 game season. But can can he hit 
3,800 yards passing, somewhere maybe up to 4,000 yards, which, again, 4,000 yards is a, uh, I don't want to say a common threshold, but it, it, a lot of quarterbacks get to that point over the course of a regular season. Um, so can, can he make those gains? And, yeah, that does sound like a lot because you're almost saying he has to double his yards from a year ago but he's going to get that. uh, He has a lot of new offensive weapons in front of him. He's obviously the man last year. That was not the case. You know, I I think that Buffalo did not have expectations to get him into that lineup last year. I think that when they signed AJ McCarron, they thought that he was going to be their starter. And then obviously McCarron went down with an injury and in practice and in training camp, Nathan Peterman, um, looked the part of a starting quarterback in the league, and they kind of rolled the dice there, and obviously that backfired and put them into a tough spot. Uh, but you saw how much he grew throughout the year. You you saw how much, you know, you never want to call an injury a blessing in disguise, but when he came back from his elbow injury, uh, looked like a completely different quarterback in terms of some of the decision-making Uh, He cut back a little bit on the throws that he shouldn't be making, and there were still a few where I'm sure he'd like to have them back. I'm thinking of that uh, Jets loss where it was a first down play, and he was kind of scrambling, and he threw it up there, and it was intercepted, and that pretty much ended that game altogether. But more than not, you saw better decisions. You saw better performances from him, and obviously he put a nice bow on his season last year against the Dolphins to wrap up the year. So, he has the entire offseason that he's been working on his craft. He knows that he is the guy this year. So he has to make those gains, though, in passing yards. Um, you know, he is a weapon as an athlete from a running perspective. So you want to still see the Bills utilize that. But he has to be smart about that as well. Uh, slide when you need to. Get out of bounds when you need to. Don't take those unnecessary hits where last year, you know, being a young kid, being uh, someone who wanted to get the first down no matter what, he sometimes took a lot of unnecessary shots he didn't have to take. So can he learn from that from one year ago as well as a runner? If so, I, I think that the Bills can, can surprise a lot of people this year because this defense is going to be very good. Allen does not need to carry this this team on his back all season. He simply needs to keep the team in games and not force any turnovers that puts the team in a, in a tough spot where they give up great field position. Yeah, and Ryan, I think as we talk about it too, and, and again, I try to give myself this reminder to try not to get too caught up in the statistics sometimes. And I think for many of us having grown up playing fantasy football, it's easy to say, I want to see him throw for this many yards and this many touchdowns and only this many interceptions. But sometimes when you talk about a franchise quarterback, it isn't so much about the statistics, right? I mean, they were talking about the a bit of the eyeball test and having that team compete. You know, it makes me think of someone like a Ben Roethlisberger, who in fantasy football circles is not considered one of the marquee quarterbacks in the game. But as you watch him, as you see the success of his team and what he does, you know, fantasy football statistics be damned, that's a franchise quarterback. And I'm trying to set that expectation with Josh Allen, too, where it's not tying his success to individual game statistics, but more just can he lead this team to wins on the field? Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, the completion percentage, because that's the big thing that he gets knocked about all the time still. He's not going to be a 65% passer in his career, in my opinion. 
but he can hover around that 60% mark, whether it's 57, 58. He just needs to make that jump from the 52.8% that he was last year as a rookie to something a little bit higher where, where it's showing that he's growing as a passer. But like you said, you know, you don't have to sit there and, and throw for 300 yards every single week. There are going to be some games where the Bills defense forces two, three, four turnovers via fumble, via interception. There's going to be some weeks where Andre Roberts sets the Bills up, Bills offense up in really good field position. And maybe, maybe it's not a touchdown, maybe it's field goals and it's low scoring affairs. You know, if the defense is as good as they were last year, and I would say they should be even better this year because you have Trent Murphy two years removed from an ACL injury. You have Ed Oliver starting to really flash here at training camp. Um, and, and you bring back everyone else on that defense in terms of starters with better depth, in my opinion, across the board. All of a sudden, this is a defense that you should expect to be top two, top three, in not just yards allowed, but in other categories as well. So if the defense is as good as advertised, Allen is not going to have to be this guy that throws for 300 yards. The Bills, with their new revamped offensive line, if everyone can get healthy because that's an issue right now, they're going to still be a team that uh, is a balanced offense where they're still going to run the ball a fair share with the likes of LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, Devin Singletary. So, you know, Allen might throw 180 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception, but it might be a Bills win. And if he's getting them into the wild card hunt and they're still in the wild card hunt uh, mid-December, late December, you know, that's an encouraging sign for this franchise. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Ryan, you think back to last year, right? You talk about training camp competitions and our entire focus was on the three-man competition at quarterback. Now we fast forward to 2019. Is there a camp battle that you really have your eye on, you know, that you're kind of keeping the pulse on that you think is going to be the, the greatest competition to see who the starter is? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of two positions. It's the right side of the offensive line. Um, just because, one, again, I mean, there's injuries going on right now. They're obviously down John Feliciano to a shoulder injury currently. Uh, Spencer Long is still dealing with some soreness. And then you have the question mark of what are they going to do with Cody Ford because here's a guy that he's, he's been given a lot of time already at right tackle, but today he was the first team right guard. So those are two, you know, two spots that I'm really keeping an eye on because I want the Bills, and I, I think fans – 
wanted the Bills to have their best starting five out there come week one. And in my opinion, their best starting five might be Cody Ford being kicked inside at guard and Ty Insecki being there at right tackle. Because from left to right, you'd have Deion Dawkins, you'd have Quentin Spain, Mitch Morris, as long as he's cleared by then, which you would anticipate that being the case. Uh, Ford and Insecki, as previously mentioned, and that's a pretty strong starting five. You know, the depth behind them can all be shaken out. There's, again, some depth injuries going on right now. But in terms of looking at uh, where that offensive line could be in week one this year compared to where they were last year, that's that would just be such a significant upgrade. And going back again to Josh Allen, the offense, it'll make life that much easier uh, for the Bills offense to, to kind of get into the groove of moving the chains, whether it's on the ground or behind Allen and his arm. Yeah, and many fans, as you know, including myself, right, we, we've we been looking for Cody Ford to get that opportunity to, to play right guard, right? And the question of can he be, just call it a Pro Bowl level right guard or have the potential to be that versus being a very good right tackle. But when you have someone like Ty Naseki on your roster, you don't need to rush Ford into that starting position. You can play him at right guard, give him the time to develop and see how things play out with Naseki. So I have to agree with you, probably the camp battle that's the most intriguing to all fans. And again, such a shift from a year ago where we're talking about quarterbacks as, as fans now so much uh, time and dedication being spent to following the, uh, the right side of the offensive line. So think how far we've come. Oh, absolutely. And they have come a long way. Uh, you know, kudos to Brendan Bean getting going out and signing a lot of these guys in free agency, obviously adding forward in the draft because he really did go out and, and not just add starting pieces, but a lot of depth, a lot of players that have experience that, uh, that obviously players will go down during the regular season. And that experience can really benefit the bills because you're not bringing in someone uh, who, who doesn't have the NFL experience, you know, Wyatt Teller last year is an example where I think at times last year he played very well as a rookie when called upon, but there are also is some games where he really struggled out there. So that he, he still could make the team this year and he'd have that experience under his belt, but it's going to be a lot harder to make this team this year when you have your John Feliciano's, your Spencer Long's, um, even Adrian Waddle who went, who was carted off today at practice, really hoping the team gets some uh, good news there. We have seen some players across the league get carted off, uh, like an A.J. Green, for instance, and it wasn't as serious as anticipated. So, you know, you're hoping for Waddle's sake, the Bills' sake, that it's something that's uh, not, you know, a season-ending loss for the team. But th- there's just a lot of guys that can step up if called upon based on the signings that being made this offseason to really come in and contribute immediately. Ryan, as we transition a little bit again, we talk about the importance of the offensive line and what that can mean to Josh Allen, but let's talk about the running backs a little bit. We know that the running game was nowhere close to what we wanted it to be during the 2018 season. You look at those additions on the offensive line, but also the additions made it running back. I know it's way too early to, to have any sort of speculation on how things might shake out there, but what's your best guess at this time? Yeah, you know, at this time, my best guess is you're still going to have LaShawn McCoy. You're still going to have Frank Gore as your, your, I don't want to say top two, but I think in the beginning of the season that it will shake out that way. Uh, but Devin Singletary, you know, he's really impressed me so far this summer. Uh, I really kind of kept an eye on him, a close eye on him when I was at camp on Sunday. 
And he does a lot of the little things right. And you can see that vision that Brendan Bean and, and Sean McDermott was were talking about after they drafted him and the patience. And, and he's an impressive athlete, not just as a runner, but also as a receiver. Uh, it was just a little drop-off pass that Allen threw to him uh, at training camp a week ago where Singletary caught it and pretty much turned up field immediately. There was no awkward motion. There was no kind of dancing around. He took the ball and just went. And, and I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it, it, it's it's something like that, that where if he catches the ball, maybe he only picks up five, six, seven yards, but that still sets you up for a second and short or a third and short. And it's little things like that if Allen's targeting him out of the backfield uh, where he can really make an impact this year as a rookie. And I think by the end of his rookie season, he could end up being the number one running back in terms of the amount of carries he gets per game compared to McCoy, uh, compared to Gore. But both of those veterans also look pretty good when I when I was watching them. Uh, I, I think McCoy still has something left in the tank. I really do. I, I felt bad for him at times last year where he would be handed the ball and there would already be, be one or two defenders in the backfield. Uh, and, and, yeah, he's an elusive guy, and in years past he's been able to get away from some of those players, but it didn't happen as much last year, and there were just a lot of plays that were over before they even started. I think with this new line, he is going to kind of uh, – I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to have some kind of huge 1,400-yard season or anything like that, but he, he can be that 800 to 1,000-yard rush for this team, I, in my opinion. Gore looks nothing like a 36-year-old. He's just as impressive as they come the walking fountain of youth. Uh, he, he moves so well. He's a big, sturdy back. You, you know, you, you look at him, he's, and according to the Bills website, he's only two pounds more than, than LaShawn McCoy, but he's built just completely different than a lot of these backs on this team. And so those would be my top three. And, and right now I have Snorris Perry as running back number four uh, over TJ Yeldon, which might surprise some people, but Perry's been working with the first team on special teams. Uh, he was one of the best gunners in the league last year with the Miami Dolphins. The, you know, the, the Bills want those players that bring that versatility to the team. And so he's not just a running back. He's a special teams contributor. Uh, but he also looked pretty good when he was given opportunities with the offense last week when I saw him on the field, too. So that's how I see it shaking out. You know, obviously, Christian Wade is going to go to that practice squad. He's going to be exempt. There. He's going to be like the 11th member. Uh, Marcus Murphy, who a year ago, you know, seemed like he was poised to make the team rates from training camp on. He's just in a spot where unless there's an injury or a trade that occurs, I don't see him making the roster. And there's still time for a guy like TJ Yeldon. Uh, but I just don't see it necessarily as him being a lock right now, just because he, he lacks some of that special teams experience. He was working with the second team. Uh, last Sunday on special teams, so at least they are trying to get him in there to see what he can do to see if he's worth keeping around as their fourth running back. Uh, but you also have to consider Patrick DeMarco, too, even though he's technically a fullback. He's probably another back that that's going to make this team because of his special teams contributions. Uh, so I can't see them carrying more than four running backs at this time. Ryan, as we, as we talk about this, right, and looking at camp, and I try not to focus on the negative right it's which can be easy sometimes with this team but you know we always try to stay optimistic but if there has to be someone that you would label as i guess a disappointment for the team throughout tramps camp so far that you want to see make that that transition and start to turn things around i mean who needs to to kind of turn the corner here that's been a little bit of a disappointment through camp so far for the buffalo bills 
Well, it'd probably be Duke Williams, and, and I think part of it, it's not his fault necessarily. Uh, when, when they were not wearing pads, he couldn't really display his physicality, and that if he's going to make this team, it's going to be with his physical style of play. Uh, he did have two touchdowns uh, a few practices ago in the red zone, so he showed off that he, he has that size, he has the ability to pull in the contested ball. But we've also seen in the last few seasons, you know, the Kelvin Benjamin role, so to speak. The, the Bills haven't had a lot of success with that uh, with that role here. And obviously a lot of that had to do with Benjamin's effort or lack thereof. Uh, but I'm, I'm not sure that the Bills necessarily need a, a big red zone weapon. Uh, but, but I think there were some expectations when he was signed back in, I believe, in January. Uh, out of the CFL after being their leading receiver, that maybe he could make some kind of impact as their wide receiver five, wide receiver six. I, I just don't see that right now. I, I see a guy like Rary McLeod, uh, who ha- I think, in my opinion, has a, a pretty decent, sizable lead on him right now. I think you could even say that Cam Phillips has a decent lead on him right now. Uh, the same with Isaiah McKenzie, too. So it's going to be an uphill battle. I'm I'm not writing off Duke Williams just yet. There is still time for him. But I think maybe based on what some fans thought they were going to get out of him, maybe he'd be a little bit of a disappointment uh, thus far in camp. Ryan, as we take a look at things, uh, we're recording this on Sunday night. The first preseason game for the Buffalo Bills will be on Thursday against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I always try not to get too excited for preseason games, right? Because usually about 15 minutes in, you're thinking to yourself, why was I so excited to to see this? But, you know, for many guys that are fighting for roster spots, I mean, who are you excited to see in the preseason games to, you know, somebody that you know is fighting for one of those spots on the 53-man roster and curious to see what they can do on the field? That's a great question. Uh, You know, I'm going to pick a few different players. Uh, Tyree Jackson, first and foremost, because he's going to see the majority of the time, in my opinion, on on Thursday night. Uh, You're not going to see much from the starting offense. I don't think you're going to see Josh Allen out there very, very much. Uh, Same with Matt Barkley. You want to keep him healthy. You know what he can do as quarterback number two. But Tyree Jackson, I'm not sure the Bills will carry three quarterbacks. He's he's had a very inconsistent camp. Uh, But I think this is a good opportunity for him to show that he belongs on the team's practice squad at minimum. So this is going to be a big opportunity for him on Thursday because I think he'll see the majority of time out there. Uh, they're going to let him put have the ball in his hands at times, spread the ball around to some of these wide receivers fighting for those last roster spots, but also some other wide receivers uh, looking to make the practice squad too. A guy like David Sills, someone like Nick Easley. Uh, Easley, it, I don't want to say a year ago he would have made this team, but a year ago when there was as much competition, I think he would have had a shot to make this uh, 53-man roster. I, I've been very impressed with Nick Easley. And I would like to see the Bills kind of put him uh, on their practice squad, keep him there uh, as a guy that they can develop as another slot option, very fast, um, able to get open and create separation. And in today's NFL, that's a big thing. So, you know, at wide receiver, Nick Easley is someone I'm very excited to watch. Uh, Tommy Sweeney at tight end, you know, his competition it has almost been a no contest whether if the Bills keep a fourth tight end just because there's been so many injuries of this unit. Jason Kroom has been dealing with a hamstring injury for quite some time now. Dawson Knox is, is very, you know, he's 100% safe to make this roster as a third-round pick. Lee Smith is more of a blocking option, but he's safe to make this roster. And obviously, Tyler Croft has been out of action as well with a foot injury, which he's, you know, making 
uh, progress with as he's out of the walking boot now. But Tommy Sweeney really hasn't had to, to compete with anyone for the job, so to speak. But he's done a really good job so far through training camp. He's shown really good hands. He's been able to get open a little bit uh, where, you know, he, he had some pass catching ability coming out of Boston College. But a lot of uh, the, the draft analysts looked at him as more of a blocking tight end. I think he can be a little bit of both for the Bills. And, and I think uh, one or two solid preseason games can really make the decision easy for Buffalo in terms of do we keep this guy? Uh, offensive line, Wyatt Teller, I've already mentioned his name. I think he is fighting for one of those last offensive line jobs. Uh, Ike Botger, I think, could be on the practice squad again, a candidate there, another young guy that I really liked last year. Defensive end, number four job, Mike Love is the guy that I think right now has a, a sizable lead, in my opinion, for that spot over the likes of Eddie Yarborough and uh, Eli Harold and, and others fighting for that spot. He's looked really good. He worked on his past rush moves this summer with Lorenzo Alexander, and you're seeing that in his game a little bit. Um, linebacker, that's intriguing to me, just all the depth behind the three starters. You know what you have with your three starters, but it's who's going to step up and take those spots behind them. Corey Thompson has been getting a lot of praise from the coaching staff, so I think uh, he could end up taking one of those spots. I think Julian Stanford's in a good place still to be uh, Tremaine Edmonds back up. But what about a guy like Vashon Joseph, who was a draft pick? Uh, you know, you haven't heard much of him, whether it's at practice from the media or whether it's from the coaching staff itself. And you have a guy like Tyrell Dodson, who was an undrafted free agent, who has been mentioned by name by this coaching staff uh, as really kind of stepping up so far. So, you know, maybe an undrafted free agent linebacker makes this team over a guy like Vashon Joseph, who at times really flashed during his collegiate career at Florida, but also had some very inconsistent tape. Uh, and then finally, I would say in the secondary, you know, I'm really excited to see what Saran Neal does in year two. He has looked great as the big nickel on this defense. I think he's going to have a, a much bigger role than some anticipated coming into this year. And, and then finally, you know, um, th those cornerbacks, there's a lot of depth and talent there. EJ Gaines went down with a little bit of an injury today. We don't know the severity of it as of this time that we're, we're speaking. Uh, but if he's healthy, he's a guy that we already know fits into this defense. Kevin Johnson has looked great all summer, but they're both still trailing Levi Wallace for that number two cornerback job. So, and, and then of course the punter battle that everyone's excited about Corey versus Corey. Uh, you know, I, I just think that, I don't want to say neither that they haven't been impressive, but neither punter has really um, stood out from the other. So the preseason is going to be huge for them, whether it means one of them staying put or the bills kind of saying, Oh wow, we, we might have to uh, look around and, and see if there's another option out there. What a difference a year makes though. When you talk about the depth on this roster and the position battles in place and talk about some very talented players that are going to have to fight for roster spots, including like you said, a Voshan Joseph, a fifth-round draft pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. So, Ryan, it is really always a pleasure to catch up. Um, before we do say goodbye, why don't you tell everybody where they can find your work so they can make sure that they're catching up with uh, all the great content that you put out on a daily basis? Yeah, you can find my work at NewYorkUpstate.com or NYUp.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Talbot Bills. All right, Ryan, thanks again for joining us. For all our listeners, thanks again for tuning in to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. We'll be back with you next week. Take care and be sure to visit us at BuffaloRumblings.com. Take care. Mm -hmm.
Thank you.